Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show, and my broadcast partner, Doug Thornton, is going to be with me in just a minute. So when you know we have the man from The American Vindicta Show and we have me from The Common Sense Show, you know you're going to be watching... And listening to the Doug and Dave Intel Report. And we have an old friend of mine. And we're only going to scratch the surface because we're going to make this a series of interviews. But several years ago, uh, 31 years to be exact, I made the acquaintance of Vance Davis. I won't go into the full details of it today, but I heard him on the Art Bell Show. And very quickly, I reached out to him because he was talking about things I knew about the space program, secret space program, that I couldn't talk about because I was afraid my mom would lose my late dad's pension. So I had to shut my mouth. But he's sitting there saying things on air to Art that I thought, I couldn't get away with talking about this. So I reached out to him, and it started a very long friendship, and I learned a lot about him. And we're going to explore some of those things, people, because I'm telling you, he has an amazing background. Uh, he truly does. He, he really discovered transhumanism way before anybody else. I'm talking like 89, 90, 1989, 1990. He discovered it. He told me about it in 1992. And transhumanism is years away from being talked about after that so pretty interesting stuff so we're going to doug and i are going to be interviewing vance in the first of several interviews and but first i need to let you know that here from the noble gold studios we are brought to you by noble gold now you know the dodd frank law of 2010 says when you put your money in the bank or your retirement's connected to the bank you're screwed I'm sorry to be so blunt, but you are. You're absolutely screwed because what they can do is they can take it because the Dodd-Frank law says you're an unsecured creditor. It's their money when you put it in their bank. So if you think the banks are going to fail, which I do and a lot of people do, you don't think that they'll use your assets to cushion their fall? Of course they will. So first thing you need to do is get your nest egg, your retirement, out of the control of your bank. Noble Gold can do that for you, and they can do it very well and very professionally. How do I know? Well, because I've been an advertiser for six years, but a customer for five. And they're really good at what they do. And when they take your retirement away from the control of the bank and give it to you, they'll also back it with gold. Gold's held its value for 6,000 years. They can do something similar with your bank account as well, too. And here's the really cool thing. They will give you an American Gold Eagle coin for any successful retirement conversion, just as a way of saying thank you. Now, I'm required to say the federal government's disclosure. All investments are inherently risky, and past performance can't be indicative of future performance. We know that, and we feel that we should be disclosing that to people who might be a little on the naive and unaware side. I've had great success with Noble Gold. I hope you do, too, but it certainly can't be a guarantee. But I will tell you this. I can almost guarantee you this. If you leave your money in the bank, if you allow this to go down, you are going to lose everything at some point in time. And I hope to goodness that you take this warning seriously and you act accordingly. Now, I want to send you a free information packet. Noble Gold will not bug you. They don't high-pressure sales. It's just between me and you. If you go to DaveHodgesGold.com, that's DaveHodgesGold.com. If you go there now, we'll send one out to you right away. Take seconds. And you can evaluate and then call the number that's there if you have questions. Noble Gold has experts answering the phones. They don't have a call center. They have agents. 
And when you call them, you'll be able to ask questions. You can start the process. I don't recommend you wait very long because when CBDC gets here, it's game over and you'll lose all these options. Seriously. DaveHodgesGold.com. Well, we're going to be joining my good friend Vance Davis, formerly the NSA, with NATO. And this is an amazing story, and we're going to probably touch on, oh, probably five, six different topics. Uh, And we could interview him 20 times and not scratch the surface. But we're going to start that series by interviewing him right here in just a minute. Stay tuned. We'll be back with Vance and my broadcast partner, Doug Thornton. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Common Sense Show. Thank you so much for joining us. And um, we really appreciate you being here. Uh, We've got two of my favorite people. They're both exes. Oh, no, no, not those kind of exes. Ex-government, ex-NSA, connected to NATO. Uh, That's Vance Davis. And Vance is no stranger to any of you. He's been on my show quite a few times. I've known Vance for over 30 years. And then my broadcast partner here um, on the Doug and Dave Intel Report, um, (laughs) Doug Thornton, uh, ex-DHS. And he's been on the front lines, folks. He battled Antifa in Portland, been to the border, been in uh afghanistan iraq he's done the whole deal and uh so they're both here and uh this is the doug and dave intel report doug of american vindictive myself of the common sense show and together we are the doug and dave intel report uh thank you so much for your support of what doug and i are doing here this uh report's taken off a lot of people say dave i'm so glad you started that report um it's done well it's done really well for us but anyway um let me give a little background here. Uh, Vance contacted me last week and and said, uh, I haven't talked to you for a while and want to let you know Amazon's interested in doing something with a book and uh, Netflix wants to interview me about the Gulf Breeze 6. And, okay, Amazon, you know, Netflix may do a wonderful job, but anybody that has Barack Obama on their board needs to be held in suspicion. And uh, I know when the New York Times tried to interview me, and they did. Fortunately, I recorded it. Uh, they tried to interview me and and slam me into a position that I did not take, which I said, if Trump lost in 2016, we'd have a revolution. I never said that. And I told the guy, I says, look, USOB, you print that. I'm going to tell you something right now. I've recorded this conversation. And you, thank you. You'll be paying for my house. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I know how this works. And this is both informational and it's prescriptive. And what I mean by prescriptive is we're going to hold these uh, mainstream media sources, uh, their feet to the fire to make sure they tell the truth, because we're going to get the real story out there today. And we may have to very well do a part two. I recognize that. But uh, we're going to get the we're going to get the story out there as it happened. I know Vance's story inside and out. We used to meet every almost every weekend, Vance. I used to travel from Glendale, Arizona, across town to Mesa. We had many, 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 many conversations. Um, hard to believe your kids are all grown up. <laughs> it's just amazing uh, that 30 years will do that to you. But anyway, bottom line is, folks, is we got an important story to tell. Doug is, an, is a trained investigator. Uh, he's a trained interrogator. And uh, I brought him on here because I thought that the two of us together could help really bring this story to uh, a proper light in the modern era. Um, Vance, I'm going to just have you start with this, uh, okay. and then we'll pick it apart as we go. The Gulf Breeze 6, and I'm going to tell you about a conversation I had with Doug a few days ago. He was on the Internet and pulled up Gulf Breeze 6, and they gave the BS version. Yeah, you're already laughing because you know where we're going with this. It's so much crap out there. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, and listen, folks, listen. Vance passed the um, uh, Art Bell test. He passed the Richard Hoagland test. He passed uh, the Bill Pollock, who is really my mentor. Uh, he passed that test. He, uh, Jim Mars uh, was all over this story. Jim and I talked about you many times, Vance. Uh, folks, don't believe what you see on the Internet. It's total fabrication. But anyway, you were NSA in the military and deployed with nato talk about talk about yeah. what happened with um uh the gulf breeze six let's just walk us through it well that was that was the name we gave ourselves pensacola news journal 
threw that name out there. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the Gulf Breeze Six. They were called. They were also called the Augsburg Six. Um, but I was no five KU one non Morse intercept analyst in the United States Army. Uh, first station was at Fort Meade, Maryland, NSA. Then I got into Augsburg at uh, Sheridan Concern there in the there at the big what we call the elephant cage. And you can go online and look at there in Augsburg and look at the elephant cage, big listening post for middle Europe, Russia, and all the area. And it's huge. It's still there, but the, the station's shut down. They don't use it anymore, uh, partly because of what we did, uh, I believe. But um, <clears throat> I was stationed there through a lot of aspects and works through my story of when I was a kid, how I got a clearance so fast and got sent to Fort Meade out of basic training and in, in, out of Pensacola, out of O5K training. And then I went to Goodfellow Air Force Base for U1 training, my second tour. Got sent to Augsburg. I was in Bad Ibling before that, but uh, and that's near Munich. But I uh, went to Augsburg and met some people I knew, Ken Beeson, Annette, Eccleston, uh, two I knew most. And we started doing a lot of research because some things were going on in the way of I guess I should say orders that were coming through that wasn't coming through chain of command, coming through a different aspect, and we were doing it. But we also had some things that we had run across that didn't make sense. Uh, you and uh, Bill, you and I talked, I believe, in Placidus, New Mexico about this. Yeah, mm-hmm. There are things going on in the realm of this world that the average person doesn't know. Uh, media doesn't report. Uh, a lot of things go on that we don't see, and there's a belief, of course, the average population or civilian population wouldn't be able to handle what goes on on a real daily basis in this world. But neither there, we started doing research, uh, went into UFOs, went into other things, and then Ken had a great idea and went, bought a Ouija board, thought we'd try that. And the first one failed drastically because he asked what his – grandfather's name was and they said john and he said no no and he destroyed the ouija board about three weeks later he came to me says and knocked on the door and said vance guess what his name was john everybody called him john so that started a whole period of about six months six seven months about seven sessions on the ouija board uh now i have to remind let me let me ask you a question Rico, for that did you learn your lesson about ouija boards no, I don't recommend anybody using it. Yeah. What you okay. have to remember is that you're opening doorways that your religious leaders may have opened past in the past. Uh, other things, you're playing with energies that you are not prepared for, ready for, have been educated about. What made uh, you do the Ouija board thing? Were you trying to imitate the Nazis and what they had done to no, get the technology? No, we didn't even know the Nazis used it. Okay. Uh, I think is just somewhere trying to focus. I believe in my in my aspect, we're trying to focus on our research and what was going on, trying to find answers we were not finding through other means, uh, chain of command, things like that. When Give we, me an example of your confusion. You're, you're getting orders outside the chain of command, uh, giving directives, and you have to do things. It doesn't seem right. It's outside what you were trained to do. Talk about that for a second. Well, it's it, my specialty was in, in, of course, in the Middle East and in Russia. Um, we were getting orders, an example of basically looking at things within the United States. Um, and I'll put it that way. In other words, looking at citizens, United States citizens. There were things that were coming through. I know for a fact NATO chain of command that even our officers were upset about things that were being prepared for in Europe. <clears throat> and you have to remember, to date this, we're talking 33 years ago, Dave, um, things were not done yet. There was not a European Union mm-hmm. uh, when we That's started right. this. Uh, the wall had just fallen not long ago. The, we're talking the, the German wall, the East German wall. Um Russia was having some issues going on in its political life. Uh, things were going on within the United States. The election was getting ready to happen, if you remember, in that time period. H.W. Bush, yep. Yeah, and we we all gave an oath. 
And I, I know we gave an oath to, to protect the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Our indications were we had a foreign and domestic enemy that was occurring within the United States and within the military. What led you to believe that, and what was the threat? <clears throat> the threat was the dismantling of the Constitution and the democracy of the United States and parts of Europe. That was the big push. Can you give me a for instance? Uh, for instance, that there was going to be a created war in the Middle East to try to stir things up. Oh, guess what happened then? <laughs> there was an early part of the Iraq war uh, became a lot stronger before then. Uh, there was plays being done in the way of changing laws with the United States and policies with the United States that would weaken the Constitution of the United States. Like what? Second how, amendment. how are they? Second amendment. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time second amendment in the way of power to have arms first amendment in the rights of being able to have uh protest mm-hmm. uh things to uh like rights uh people being rounded up again uh put in concentration camps which we've done kind of twice in our history, including the Japanese during World War II. Uh, things like this that were coming through seemingly benign orders, which they weren't, because you got to remember, I was trained as an analyst. Now, you and I talked about this day very seriously. As an analyst, your, your co host will understand this. I had the ability to see many, many pieces and see how they fit into a picture. That's what I had to report on. Hey, I see this signature. I see this statement going on here. I, I'm picking up communications going on this side of things. And those all fit. Look, they're trying to do, oh, okay, this fits. The Russians are spying on off the England coast on a trawler. So I report that. I have to write it up where I got the details, where I got the information. And they take it to a higher source that has more pieces 
and they confirm that or de- deconfirm that. You have to remember, my job can affect lives. If I get something wrong in intelligence and pass that up, and it gets it wrong, someone's going to die, or someone could die, or someone could be captured, or something else go wrong. So I had a lot of pressure to do a job right. And listen, and my testing when I was at Fort at uh, Pensacola, I could hear things through static that most people can't hear. So I have a, a listening. Plus, Dave, you know me, I tend to think differently outside the box. So okay. I can see pieces that normally don't fit that may be connected. Before I turn this back over to Doug, I just have a couple questions for you here. Let's go to the Ouija board thing, because I, I've always okay. looked at this as the impetus for you guys abandoning your post and scattering, you know, throughout wherever before you it guys were tracked down and arrested. Right. Um, it definitely helped, yes. What was it about the Ouija board experience that I, believe me, I do not condone this, okay? I just want to say that. I don't um, either. Yeah. So uh, what was it about the Ouija board experience that led uh, you guys to be so concerned that you'll eventually abandon your posts? Information we received from Sapphire, which you people read about in the book, and that they were protecting this link because they don't recommend people using it either. They had to protect the link that we had. But they gave us information to research. Uh, they gave us areas to research, but told us to be skeptical about everything they gave us and skeptical about everything we got. When we got to a point talking about things that were going to go on in Europe over the next 20 years, things that were going to happen uh, as we started getting into, if you want to call them predictions or things that were going to occur, that things had already had a motion or plan put in place. And you and I talked about this, Dave, and and Doug will understand this, that things are not planned haphazardly that are going to occur. If if government or people are involved that want to affect government, they don't plan it like two weeks before. It's planned very months months in advance, years and in year. This is what we were finding. About three years after you were involved in this, as you know, I was involved with a group, and unknown to me at the time, and when I found out about how bad it was, I got out of it. But uh, I signed a non-disclosure agreement that expired last year, so now I can kind of mention it. But I was uh, privy to the early days of EU, EU, uh, EU organization and trying to consolidate currencies, and there were murders that occurred over this. Right. Murders of bank executives that wouldn't capitulate. Did you ever cross and the American the- bank? I would- Right. I was going to ask you, we, did you ever cross over into any areas like that? We did, and we and it's not in the book, but we talked about it and discussed it. We chose it not to put in the book. The person we worked with, Brian Bashaw, because the European Union, excuse me, gentlemen, the European Union was going to happen, the United States of Europe. Mm-hmm. The American banks had to back this up to make this work. They refused. Something had to happen to change their view of that happening. And part of that was, and, and Russia was part of that, and, and part of that was Russian oil, actually, is what we were told. And we found out there was a fact to that. If they did not get released Russian oil to be used in Europe more so, more readily than what our oil was, that the currency in, the, in Europe would not work without uh, Ru- Russia, United States, and England being part of it. Yeah. That led to this Ukraine there was mess. A struggle there. There. There yeah, was this a struggle led to the Ukraine mess some years later, decades later. I, I, yeah. I hear you. Okay, let's go to the Ouija board, though, because I want to bring Doug back okay. into this. Okay, so you had an experience that was so horrific that you did the unthinkable. You and your colleagues said, we got to get out of here. What prompted that? Um, we. <laughs> it's funny how, of course, we're caught up in what's going on. We're finding evidence of certain things. We, about... A month and a half before we left, which was like July 6th is when we left. July 6th, July 7th. What, we got year, what year was that, Vance? 1990. 1990, okay. We went to a lieutenant in our chain of command to show him. Now, you got to remember, we've talked to other people. They knew something was going on. If everybody <clears throat> left that one to leave, there would have been about 20 people. But well, we talked to our chain of command, the lieutenant, showed him what some of the things we had and what it was leading to. And I will say, I won't say outright here, but under protection, under 
I don't release the classified information because some of what we did is still classified today. Um, we showed him some of the classified stuff that showed that proved the evidence. He said, and I'll I'll quote him as best as I can, remembering 33 years later, we cannot pass this through the chain command, but I want you to talk to someone. Well, what's this? This is what I want to get down to. What's the event? The event event was the, uh, what was going to be the precursor to the Gulf War. That was part of of seeing if, if the public would buy into it, what was going to go on in Iraq. Okay. Um, you know, Bush was involved in that. It wasn't about oil. It wasn't about anything. It was testing how much power the executive office and Congress had overseas. They had to unify Europe in some way. So there was a big push there to unify Europe. They had to get the United States involved in what was going on in Europe militarily. They had to make NATO stronger. They had to do that through other practices and means that were, how you want to call it, false flag issues, is what I'll call it. Okay, you know what false flags are, right, gentlemen? Okay. They're real, but they're set up, and people do die from false flags because okay. they're set up. But let me, exactly yeah, and, and here's the thing. Now, I don't want to get so bogged no. down that we can't get through the bulk no. of the story no. here in let 50 minutes. So, okay, so let, let me ask you this. I already know the answer, but I'm asking for the audience's sake. Okay, so you're involved in these experiences. You're rebuffed by your commanding officers. You guys are left nowhere to turn, yet you're still told to do the research. Okay, beyond Europe and beyond the coming Gulf War. Okay, tell me what ends up happening that causes you guys to leave. Biggest thing was that the United States, our military, current military at that time, 1990, was being usurped by the United Nations, and you and I talked about this, Dave, not necessarily on your show all the time, the United Nations was usurping parts of the United States military. Mm-hmm. That really showed up in Bosnia, by the way. It did, yes. With our mission in Bosnia. Okay. Correct. Okay. All right, so you guys you guys left. Yeah. Okay. What, what was the fear? Why did you feel you had to leave? Well, two things had to happen. First, the Ouija board said we'd be protected, that we need to get out to let certain people within the chain of command, because we could not go through our chain of command, it wouldn't reach the source that needed the information we had. We left certain people that information. Um, I'll tell you a little story about that. The second thing is we had to change or alter the perception of the public. We didn't know that to the point of what we did, but we had to change the perception of the public. We had to go AWOL. We did that. And six of us, we got we got on that flight. We didn't know there were two, uh, if you want to call it CIS or people from the military following us. They lost us on that flight in Atlanta, Dave, and couldn't find us again until Gulf Freeze a few days later on uh, July. We we stayed in Gulf Freeze two a day and a half too long, <laughs> and that's and of course. Uh, Mike Sutterberg got stopped in the van because the tail light was out. And that's how we got a gun to the back of my head with the door broken down on the back door and stuff. So mm-hmm. anyway, and they were told, they were told uh, that we were armed and dangerous and we had no problem killing people, which we weren't unarmed. We didn't have any. But anyway, I will tell you that what got out, which we didn't know, armed the uh, United States Army newspaper uh put out that six soldiers went AWOL when they were when they told the colonel in charge of the Army Times not to say anything he did anyway. So certain people knew what was going on because we left all our documents, papers, notes, letter back in Augsburg in our barracks. Each person had left the whole thing in there. So they we left all the documents, everything we found in our rooms. And today I have over three hundred pages through AFOI that someone got it's still blacked out. Okay. Last question for I. Sure. I know Doug's probably chomping at the bit here. It probably. Where? How does aliens come into this? Because I know when uh, that meeting we had in the back of that Mesa hair salon several decades ago. Yeah. Uh, Bob Bob Dean was there, frail and in his wheelchair, but he had a lot to say to me when I was done talking. Oh yeah, he still had a mind. And uh, so, how does aliens come into play here? One of my jobs was listening to the ETA. Earth transmission array, which was put on the moon in one of the last moon missions to listen for signals outside 
the Earth ionosphere. Was that was that Edgar Mitchell's uh, mission to the moon? I believe Edgar Mitchell's part. I'm not really sure. There's one. Tell me a story. When I was at Bill's, you weren't there. But when I was in Las Positas for one meeting we had, Edgar Mitchell conference called in on that particular meeting, and he said the same story you're telling now, that that happened when he was on the moon. Okay, he was meant to put it there. That's part of the mission. Okay. okay. There were things that we were told, and this is part of what we were told that we can't put through the chain of command, that our military was approached in the 19, late 40s, early 50s, from, quote, an alien race or race not of human nature that was in touch also with the Nazis. We found certain evidences of that, and we were trying to pass it to the Chin Command, including communications. Okay. Now, we're going to stop that. I want Doug to jump That's in. Fine. Doug and I have had this discussion many, 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 many times. Okay? Um, and this is something we know a lot about. My dad warned me about Project Blue Beam, as you know. So uh, did Bill Pollock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. We had lots okay. of talks. Doug, you got the crux of the story. I'd say you probably got 60% of it. Um, if you guys had any clue, the stuff I had pulled up on my computer, question wise, <laughs> look, this will, uh, we know, Vance, Doug, we know, <laughs> Vance, for one thing, I, I am a, a historian. Uh, I am a bit of a stickler for old CIA, DNI, Air Force white papers. You're, you're a man after my own heart. I'm, I'm, I, too. Yeah, I I collect them. I have probably close to 80 or 90 white papers. I go to National Archives when I'm bored, and I just start downloading stuff. Because uh, one you do FOII too, don't you? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting the things that are out there for the public that the public just doesn't know. Um, or don't care. Or, or don't care. But, man, in the military and in our government, we have – done and researched and been a part of some weird stuff now ouija <laughs> yeah. boards ouija boards have been used um uh since osi and others probably let's say from 1948 and on we've been doing dabbling with stuff like this but we here's what the russians we had to match the russians the russians were doing the same thing so here's where i'm going to ask you a few questions tell <laughs> me if any of this starts to sound uh relative to you so I do a lot of research into uh, parapsychology and okay. the actual paranormal ability that we tested, um, that the CIA tested. So Operation Grill Flame. Sound grill familiar? Flight or Grill Flame? Grill Flame. Grill Flame. I know. I've grill Flame. Okay, yeah. so that's that's the testing of parapsychology. That's the Grill yes, Flame uh, project report. And then we have. Um, is that was that late sixties, early seventies? Or that that was eighty three when it finally oh, okay. got declassified in eighty three, but it was it had began in the sixties. This so like with with MK Ultra, it started off um, in forties. MK Artichoke, and then it went uh, Bluebird Artichoke Ultra, and then from Ultra it spanned out into twenty different directions, and out there um, in Maryland. We're not the Aberdeen Proving Grounds, but um, where we have the chemical core. They also had the small barracks where we. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. We had our trained uh, Dave, this is stuff you and I get into a lot. The remote viewers. Yep. Ed Dames and all those guys. And that's right. I that's know, right. I know General Stubblevine. Yep. Yeah, that's fine early on. That's, that is such an incredible story of these guys that have just never really been given like real light. I think the whole movie, uh, The Men Who Stare at Goats did a terrible job at it. Oh, Can it was I designed to, Doug. It was designed to do that. It was, I yeah, trained, it was designed I to make it look with, like a joke. Uh, well, well, Vance, you know, Bill set me up to train with Ed Dames out in L.A. In 2000, uh, Doug, 2000, 2001, 2002, yeah. yeah. When I was sent to Fort Meade out of 
my Pensacola, I was re-interviewed, interrogated with a lie detector test from civilian, two civilians. And then I was put into a week of a training program, one of which was where, and I told Dave this, I was tested with cards. I was tested in a room. I was supposed to pop a balloon in another room. I was supposed to pick, describe a picture that's several rooms away. I passed all those. But when I when I was asked to pop a balloon, my brain said, you don't want to do this. And I was let out because they were testing me for something other than. Project Stargate, yeah. Well, so Stargate Stargate is another one of those splendors. You have Sunstreak and Grill Flame. They come from uh, Stargate. But I wanted to see if, if you knew this or if you probably did, Vance. Um, the research into paranormal I'm, – I'm reading a CIA document. The okay. research into paranormal ability to break through spatial barriers yes. that was studied by the Chinese – and they had aerospace engineers that had um you'll remember this dave they had a series of children from the ages of like let's say under 10 yeah. to uh the blue children yeah to to early 20s and one of the children were documented and i have the photographs but they're black and white and and they're, they're xerox so they're not that great but of this child being able to reach his or her hand into a, a glass jar and grab uh, an item from inside of it and remove the item. And they, they took still photos as the child was doing it. You didn't, you didn't tell him, did you, Dave? No. We, the, the body itself, we, I learned this in Fort Meade before, the, before we did things in Augsburg. The body itself can supersede time and space including physical objects. And it's, I, I did this for Dave at Bill's house in Placidus. I yeah. changed the flavor of water. Um, you can change the flavor. You can change the color. There's things you can man- manipulate. Now, I took civil mind control as younger, but parts of, in Fort Meade, I learned other things. Uh, yeah. Dave, t- Dave will tell you, I don't talk about that stuff very much on your show, do we, Dave? No, no. You, well, you've asked me not to cover it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I understand why it, it can look like a freak show. You know, and that's where people will go, stupid. like on a circus interest, and really detract from what we're they trying to also, get across. Yeah. Real flame. They were practicing, and I knew about this because of Colonel Stubblebine and later General Stubblebine. They were practicing or trying to get to where you could, um, and I did this once, and it scared the hell out of me. And you guys can think I'm crazy or not how to leave your body and go to another room and change mm-hmm. objects and change things mm-hmm. in the other room. Um, it's, it's the term they used back then was uh, bio essence, uh, moving the bio essence of your body or you, who you are. This machine that we're in is not us. This is what we were taught is a part of us. We have software, hardware, and then you have a part that you can actually move that to another portion or through things what you're talking about through things to move or adjust things or make things disappear. So, and what, and what these documents all describe, and you, you can attest to this Vance from the DIA, the NSA, the CIA, the air force, they all talked about the same abilities to eventually use this for spying yep, and assassination. gathering and assassination. Yep, Popping and assassination. A, why would you be trained to pop a balloon? Doug, what purpose would you have in popping a balloon? How about oh. popping a heart or stopping a heart? Yeah. Because if you could stop a heart, how are you well, going to prove that there was murder or anything else that went on? Well, do you recall the the uh, Russia's Red Witch? I do recognize that. Okay. Yes. okay. So she, she was a 1940s, 50s phenomena. Yeah. And it's kind of one of those things where you don't know if it was real or not real, but what the Russians claimed they had the ability, um, and this was after uh, Ari Geller, is that his name, I believe? Yeah, uh, yeah Ari Geller, right. Yeah, the yeah, Israeli Geller. spoonbender. Yeah. Yeah, that's an extraordinary story within himself. Um, but they, they learned from Ari Geller, from a couple other guys, 
that the need to have these parapsychology warriors, which was at that point in time before the Cold War, after World War II, we had what people don't know about this was a psychic war. We we yeah, had we had a leading stage for a a psychic warfare, and the Russians claimed to have had a woman that they dubbed the Red Witch. I believe that's what they called her. At least it was witch. I think we might have called her the Red Witch. It was a seventies uh, case, wasn't it? Uh, they first documented her in the fifties. They did. And it was it supposedly she had the ability to stare at somebody and stop your heart. Mm-hmm. And that's when the men who stare at goats yeah. whole story started coming out. And so the U S heard about it. And so they started training guys to do the same thing. Originally it was remote viewing for spying. And then after we found out that the Ruskies were trying to, you know, from one side of the world, Stare at a picture, okay? I have the picture of the president in front of me, and I'm going to sit here and stare at the at this president until my body floats up and then goes halfway around the world. I'm into the White House at the Oval Office. I'm going to reach through his hit through his chest, grab his heart, squeeze it till it bursts, and yep. boom, gone. That was what they thought they had the ability to do. So this is what I want to ask you, Vance. Did they? Do you, I did. Do you, I, they tested me on it. I can do it. Yeah. And well, Dave and, Dave and I and Bill, we yeah. scared the hell out of Bill what I could do because Bill's seen some things that I could do because there's things, and, and not just that. Think about these people throwing themselves out of 10 story buildings now in Russia. Yeah. With the door locked from the inside. Okay. What are they doing mentally to these? I'm just asking a question. I'm not telling you this is what happened to some of. Putin's people. Someone is affecting the mental state. And I'm going to bring up another thing that causes the mental state issue. Why are these people going on shooting sprees in the United States all of a sudden? I was just going to bring that up. They're unstable. You can take advantage of an unstable person to push them yep. to a certain point to do this. Yep. So we have, we've had the ability with ELF um extreme low frequency yeah i know it, it, it and yeah we've we've the used elves, that the elves <laughs> yeah. yeah well we've used that as an actual weaponized system it works. and we know russia has been using it in cuba against our embassy out there it works it, works. it, it really does work yeah, it does. um and i remember so many different times that we would be talking to some person that we believed to be deranged and this person would uh, say, you know, Obama's talking to me and he's telling me to go blow up buildings. He's telling me to go kill people. And eventually, you know, my partners and I, we kind of went 50-50 where half of us said this guy's completely insane. And the other half of us go, you know, That's we're getting real. like a new person every week who's saying stuff like this. It's either something in the water in Philadelphia or there's yeah. something here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But me- it was local. It was always localized, though. Well, I want to throw so, I want to throw something into this though sure. because when I was training with Ed Dames and I the, the year was two thousand the summer of two thousand and two and Ed I'm not trying to brag but BJ is top assistant Ed said you're the star pupil blah 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 and I did a few <laughs> things there and intro training that they were pretty amazed at so we went to lunch in the hotel the three of us. And Ed and I started talking. I told him a little bit about my dad's background, but I said, I got to be careful. He goes, me too. He said, but you can ask me anything you want about remote viewing. But here, here's what was interesting. We got into the men that stare at goats phenomena, which you're talking about with the Red Witch, but he didn't specifically mention Red Witch. But he talked about assassination from afar, remote yeah. spying on Soviet nuclear facilities during the Cold War by Ed McGonigal. We had someone he knew pretty well. And I'm going down these question lists, which you guys just covered, which you just covered. You know what I got from Ed Dames? Dave, I can't answer that. That's classified. Everything you just talked about, I got a that's a classified answer from Ed. And you know what? I bet it still is today. And it emanated out of Project Stargate. Vance, I've never I don't think I've ever asked you this. Did you have any kind of affiliation with Project Stargate and Ed Dames and that group? I did through intelligence gathering of what Russia was Okay. Doing. All right. Now, let me let me bring this up for both of you gentlemen, because Dave and Doug, I want you to understand, me and Dave chose not to discuss certain things on his show because it stirs kind of a pot that's kind of dark. 
long and historical. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And, well, I, and I'm I'm a pot stirrer, so if I ask questions, okay, I am like, too. Just say I like, <laughs> I like to have people to ask questions. So part of our story, we you know, I didn't know what I was part of. I'm just a stupid kid from small town Kansas outside of Wichita. Right. But I will tell you what we were told when we were taking to for the first time when we got caught and arrested, we were taken to Fort Benning, Georgia. We were not allowed to talk to anybody. The soldiers, the guards were told not to talk to us. Some of them did. They weren't supposed to, but they did. When we got to Fort Benning, we were put into solitary confinement downstairs and something that had been used in 30 years at the time. Since I think the guy said since Vietnam, which would make sense. Um, one person and a guard, a, sa- a sergeant, I believe, was going to put us in his cage and put us in his cage. He was starting going off crazy, cussing at us. You're a bunch of witches. You're a bunch of warlocks. Boom, boom, boom. Because you read the stories in the paper. We didn't know the stories were out there yet. We were, we were, we didn't even know that Senator Dole, Senator Kassebaum was told that the military didn't have us when they actually did. So they were military was even lying to senators and congressmen. A colonel came in. I can't remember his name. I think it was Colonel Johnson. You will shut the hell up right now, Sergeant, or I'll have you taken off duty while they're here. I will let you know, and I'm paraphrasing this as best I can. These people are dangerous. They can burn you just by looking at you, and you will not look at them. You will not engage them because they can take you out within a heartbeat. Okay? Now, because of my training experience, and I know Ken didn't have that training. I know Annette didn't. But thinking back later on it, our history and my history and their history and where we were, they, and I tell you, Doug, they were scared of us. They were. Some of them were outright afraid of us. And I wonder if this ties in. I'm, that's what I'm asking you. I wonder if this ties in now, 33 years later, because of Grill Flame, Stargate that certain truths came into certain chain of commands that, hey, don't mess with these guys. I, I personally believe, and, and you know, I'm a Christian, so I don't play oh, with Ouija boards. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would dare tell people, don't you ever open those type of doorways on yourselves. No. No. But I, I will not deny that some people have an inherent ability that we – from psychokinesis to parapsychology, things that we just cannot understand. I've kind of met a few of these people, though we would call them magicians. Um, the CIA actually had one that they called the magician. Uh, if you went to the CIA.gov, you could actually download the story and look it up. It's called a, When a Magician Walks Into the Laboratory, I believe. And they were able to test a guy who said he had healing powers in his hands and they were able to test it via a complete electrical system where we had the ability to accelerate protons and electrons by touching something and he could actually heal he healed a patient that was injured and he could start fires in his hands now, the, what's one of the things that I thought was strange was the way that they described the fire was that it looked golden. It looked like a golden colored fire. So yeah. it's 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 more energy plasma based, really, than you know carbon fire. So, so let me bring this up to you just as a, as if for both of you. Dave, seen me? I've warmed Dave's hand up. God, that was years ago, Dave, when we did that with Bill Pollock. Bill that, was, that was out in Albuquerque at Ken Johnson's Yeah, I remember home, I took yeah. Both, both your hand between both my hands and heated your hand up. Do you remember that? Oh, okay. So well, we should say this. Back. We were in the backyard of astronaut Ken Johnston when you did yes, that. Yes, Ken Johnston. Right. Yeah. That's right. Now, I will tell you this, Doug. You, if you like history. You have to go all the way back, thousands of years back to India, when India had a nuclear war. Okay. But, and there was a blue being that was in charge, and they had blue race, and they had to... Anyway, the human race is older than what we're told. 
Yes, we were created by the creator being God, if you want to call it. Yes, I believe Jesus was real because Jesus told us we could do more than he could do. And what did he do? He healed. He brought someone back to the dead. Stone into bread, water into wine. Yeah. Right. If you look at all this, we have been, and I told Dave this, and we were told this, this is a battle in the long run for the soul of humankind that was created by God. Because there's people that want to control that ability. Does that make sense, Doug? Yeah. They want to control that. But they can't. They've tried everything in their power to manipulate our DNA, our mRNA. They try to get people to give up their power for them to use, so they can use them in the warfare or this or that. And I chose not to because I saw the sign. But there's people that haven't. And there's other people that are out there that we don't know about that can do things like this. It's not, to me, yeah, Dave calls it transhumanism. It is, in a sense, it is, but it can be so manipulated by other forces. Yeah, Vance, let let me explain that term real quick. Before you go further, I think it's important we define the term. You did not use the word transhumanism. I remember what you told me. I did not. Is when the bad guys lost in the war in the cosmos and were cast to Earth, they wanted to steal the soul of humans to get back at God. They couldn't do it, so they decided, my words, to morph human beings. That's transhumanism. To, to genetically change them. And you told me this story in 1992, well before transhumanism ever yes. appeared as a term or a concept. And part of that was to unlock our innate ability to alter the world around us. Does that make sense, Doug? Well, I don't yes. think they were. I don't think they were trying to help us. Well, there's, there's, you got two sides of the story, Dave. Remember, you have those that are and those that aren't. Those that want to control, but those that want the human race to come back to what to 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 beat defeat this issue that's going to happen. It's 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 been eons, and it's going to keep going. There's a battle going on, and it, it's I don't know where it's going to go or where it's going to end. And it's going on even today. It's more out in the open than it was before. And I think Doug's showing that by the research he's doing. Well, we expose a lot of this on our show. Um, We're we're living in the times of revelation. The only question remains is, will we go into tribulation or will humanity repent enough to put God's judgment off to another generation? That's the only only issue to be decided. I'm of the belief, and and I think I may speak for Doug on this, but I'm of the belief that we know the DNA of the the fallen angels that were cast out in Genesis 6. We know, know we know it survived the flood, yes. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm of the belief that there's two different DNA on this planet, those that want to destroy humanity and revenge towards God, and then us, the ones they are targeting. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, I interviewed Dane Wigington earlier today, and uh, he scared the living hell out of me, and he's so scientific. He basically said that the geoengineering that's going on, the dimming the planet, how long it's been going on, what they're doing, everything else, he said we might be past the point of no return where it's total destruction of humanity, which fits right into this Genesis 6 account in which you said they want to destroy humanity. Yep. Okay. And you probably figure you're either going to be executed or put away for life. I'm gone. We're gone. Yeah. Okay. And then you're magically released. Yep. By order. Tell, tell it. I think this is a good. We got about three minutes left in this interview. So kind of relate to us, you know, the circumstances that led up to your release. Well, we were being interrogated the first day. Of course, I had they had a psychic there in with me, and the guy tried to act mad. And I didn't take the bait, and the psychic girl behind me laughed. I told you guys it wouldn't work. Next day they came in, interrogating again. They were interrogating Ken Beeson, and they were interrupted by uh, the officer was told there's a phone call for him, so he had to interrupt the interview, the interrogation. The guy didn't want to take the phone. He says, you have to. It's from Washington. So he went in. Five minutes later, he came back. Okay, we wrap it up. We're leaving. They set Ken outside. They picked up their stuff, and they left all within 10 minutes. While telling that the, the uh, officer was a lieutenant colonel, not a full colonel, that came and told us, hey, they were ordered by the White House to end this. They are going to let you guys go. I did not know until... Did you have to sign later. non-disclosure on release? Never. Nope. Yeah. 
Never. Were they? Af- Do you think they didn't bring you to trial because they were afraid of discovery? Yes. Uh, that's we exactly what I, I thought. Met, I met George Bush's, and we're talking senior, George Bush's speech writer in Texas in 1990, 1995. I think I told you the story. Mm-hmm. And he told me that he was in that meeting with the Joint Chiefs and the President and a couple cabinet members when two guys came in. And he said, in black suits, real nice black suits, walked directly over to the President Bush, whispered down in his ear and said, yeah, because people were in there. They aren't allowed to interrupt me. He just raised his hand. George Bush was CIA. You understand that? Oh, he headed George, the CIA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He said, no, Zapata, don't worry. Zapata Oil, which is a right. cool story. But the two itself. guys came in, Dave. <laughs> One of them whispered in his ear. Bush looked at this is what his speechwriter told me. Looked up into his face, says, are you sure? And he goes, yes, sir. And they both walked out. He looked to the Joint Chiefs director and leader. He looked at the cabinet, two cabinet members that were there talking about our situation because they were wanting, they were going to hold us up to really slam us because we broke every rule you could think of and got away with it for right then. And Bush said, okay, let him go. And that's when we found out that they were sending us to Knox Let's Go. The, the general ahead of Fort Knox refused to do it. They released him from command temporarily and put someone else in charge so they could release us with less than honorable discharges, but basically honorable discharges. And we never signed Interesting, him. interesting. Yeah, Doug, while you were gone, we recounted why they released him, and they were afraid of discovery and trial, and it was this decision to release him was made by the White House. And they interrupted an interrogation to release him. And no, nothing after that. And, and you know, the, here's the thing is, too. I, I talked to Ed Dames about you. I talked to Ed Dames about your situation. And Ed, Ed said very clearly, he said, there were so many of us out there. They said, taking care of the Gulf Breeze 6 wouldn't have changed a damn thing. Well, that was his answer to me. He said, they were, they were pissing in the wind. And we talked about discovery. He said they were afraid of having discovery, and then it all comes out formally in court. Now they got a problem. Yeah, and um, yeah, we did not realize. And, and this is why I ask you, Doug, because you've done a lot more research, and we have you now, right? We got ninety seconds, yes, sir. Yeah, okay. We did not know how deep and what we were involved in. I've told Dave this very much sure. that we were in full involved of a bigger story. We were the small part, but we were part of the public view to shake the world up and that's why it's lasted 33 years so my question to you what are you finding and why are they still throwing bullshit because i have not been hiding doug i'm out in the open i live in wichita kansas anybody can find me on facebook on linkedin and they're still throwing bullshit out i i think the the guys we got 30 seconds i'm sorry i I think the pertinent question is is the current day Americans brainwashed enough to accept everything coming out from the yeah. UFOs, the parapsychology, the black magic. We are accepting of everything now. We've completely yeah. thrown Jesus out with the baby water. So, yeah. what a great time to usurp mankind and insert Satan's plans. That's what everything I mean. on Facebook is real, is the truth. Everything on Facebook, anything throws out that's true. <laughs> yep. I agree. I know. I hear you. Guys, we're going to, we need to follow up. We, we got to get into the UFO stuff, Vance. Okay. There's some things I won't talk. There's some things I'll talk about with Doug. You you just discovered why I had to travel to Mesa every weekend because the story never ends. Uh, Anyway, there's more stuff. Oh, Oh, my God. It's incredible. But anyway, (laughs) gentlemen, we got to, we got to end this. Uh, Doug, I'll give you a call because I know you're going to want to have this show and we'll, we'll talk about how to do it. And uh, I'm off. Vance, Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, it was a pleasure. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. 
But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.